Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 14 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is our first season with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. Be sure to jump over to our website, scatteredabroad.org. There you can find all sorts of podcasts for you to listen to each day of the week. On the first Sunday of each month, we have our combined podcast with all of our hosts, the Scattered Abroad Podcast. That podcast is unique in that you can listen to it or you can watch it on YouTube. Also, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, we have the Bible Storming Podcast with Daniel Webster. Certainly a very interesting topic, uh, an interesting concept there. On Mondays, of course, we have my podcast, the Everyday Christian Podcast. On Tuesdays, we have the Transformed Podcast with one of our directors of the Scattered Abroad Network, Caleb Rutherford. On Wednesday, the other director of the Scattered Abroad Network, Michael Clark, has the Far Better Podcast. And then on Thursdays, we have two podcasts for you to choose from, the Way Podcast with Houston Welch and also the Weathering the Storm Podcast with Drew Suttles. On Fridays, we have the Asking God Why podcast with Jameson Stewart. And then at the end of your week on Saturdays, you can listen to the Diligent podcast with Joshua Cantrell. So I hope that you will do your part to help us to grow our audience by listening to all the various podcasts that we have on the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts at scatteredabroad.org. Well, this is our last series of podcasts, if you will, for uh, Season 3 or Season 1 of the Scattered Abroad Network uh, Everyday Christian Podcast. And we're going to begin this series this month, the month of April, on the idea of For the Love of Preaching. We're going to continue this series this month as well as next month, the month of May for 2021, and that will wrap up this season of the Everyday Christian Podcast. Now, the goal for this particular series is I want to encourage young men who are thinking about going into preaching to make that leap, if you will, whether that be to start preaching part-time, and there are options out there for uh, part-time preachers. Uh, Maybe you can uh, work uh, your regular job, but also go and preach places uh, from time to time, maybe uh, one or two Sundays a month or, or what have you. Uh, there are lots of small country churches that need preachers, and so that's an uh, an option. But also uh, attending preaching school, uh, maybe the Memphis School of Preaching where I attended, or other good faithful preaching schools or uh, colleges even that offer preaching degrees. Also taking classes online is an option as well. Uh, World Video Bible School or the uh, OABS, Online Academy of Biblical Studies, uh, online preaching school. Uh, Those are both good options for you to pursue preaching with online instruction. So what we're going to do in the month of April and also in the month of May is we're going to have this series, the, the series For the Love of Preaching. And we're going to begin that series with uh, just me on the podcast this week. And then, Lord willing, next week we'll start interviewing some other preachers and talking about this idea of preaching. 
Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask myself some questions that I plan on asking these other preachers as well to talk about preaching, what we love about it, uh, some of the difficulties about it, perhaps, uh, how we got into it, and so on and so forth. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into those questions. Question number one. This is a question I'll ask the other preachers, and I'll ask myself as well. Tell me a, a little bit about yourself before we get started. So, of course, my name is Chase Green. I am 30 years old this year, this past year. I'll be 31 this year uh, in just a little over a month. I'm from Louisiana. Uh, I'm not from Cajun country. That's in uh, the middle of the state south. So the middle of the state north is uh, not Cajun country. We'll just put it to you that way. So I'm from the Monroe, West Monroe area, the north northeastern part of Louisiana. If you know where I-20 is, Interstate 20, which uh, will take you from Atlanta to Dallas and in other places, uh, you can find Monroe, West Monroe, Louisiana. So that's where I'm from. I'm now living in Marietta, Oklahoma. Just started here last August, and we're really enjoying that. Uh, it's a great congregation to work with, and we do love and appreciate uh, the church members here. My family, I'm married to Lindsay. She is uh, the former Lindsay Hall, and we got married in 2013, so we've been married uh, almost eight years now. And uh, we've got three children, Andrew, who is five, he'll be six in a couple of months, and Amelia, who turned three in January, and Mariah, who was born last year, she's nine months. So we love our children dearly, and they mean the world to us. I went to the Memphis School of Preaching from 2015 to 2017. Before that, I graduated with a, a biology degree from Louisiana Tech University in 2013. Just to get to know me a little bit better as far as my personality is concerned, uh, some of my hobbies, I love sports, I'm very competitive by nature, uh, whether it be sports, whether it be board games, video games, you name it. I'm a very competitive person, really enjoy that. Um, also, I like to fish. I like the outdoors, uh, hunting, fishing. I especially like camping and hiking. I just love doing that. And uh, whether that be with my family or going on guys trips and that sort of thing, I just I really love doing that. Also, I like to watch movies and uh, spend time with my family and and friends and just uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of me and my my personality. So uh, that's me. That's Chase Green. And if you ever want to ask me any other questions about me, my personality, my family, whatever, feel free to email me. My email's in the show notes. But I want to move on to the second question, and that is, have each host defined preaching and talk about why preaching is needed? Okay, so I'll do that first by saying Second Timothy 4, verse 2 says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. That is the motto at the Memphis School of Preaching, where I went to preaching school and, and all the other uh, hosts, at least at this point, for the Scattered Abroad Network, went to preaching school as well there at Memphis. Second Timothy 4.2, that was our motto. Preach the Word. We need to understand that we're not in this to preach Man's ideas, we're not in this to preach self-help, 
in, in pop psychology, although certainly uh, we are trying to help people and uh, true psychology, that is the mind of man, we might say, true psychology can actually be revealed in the scriptures, but it's much more deep than that. We are preaching the word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue, 2 Peter 1, verse 3. So we preach that word then. We preach the word. That's what has the power to save men. It discerns our hearts, Hebrews 4, verse 12. Well, in order to preach the word, we have to be ready. And so one of the reasons I went to preaching school is I wanted to be ready. I wanted to be ready to preach. So be ready, be instant, the King James says, in season and out of season, when people want to hear it, when they don't want to hear it. And convince, uh, convert, we might say, rebuke, once someone has been converted but they went back into sin, you have to rebuke, and also exhort, encourage. We are to encourage the brethren, help them with their faithful walk in Christ, with all long-suffering. And teaching. You've got to be long-suffering. You've got to be patient with people because people are people. And, and there's a growth process when you become a Christian. And so you've got to be patient, long-suffering with people. And teaching is involved, or, or doctrine, as the King James Version says. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine or teaching. Preaching is needed because the power of God to save is found in preaching. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians. 1 verses 18 through 21. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but, it, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age or this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So that's why we preach. That's why preaching is needed. We must preach the message, the gospel of Christ, which has the power to save, Romans 1, 16. Next question. What prompted you, or what prompted me, into getting into preaching? Thankfully, I was reared in the church, and my parents brought me up very active in the church. I was always active with the young people and uh, serving on the Lord's table and different things like that. When the preacher would go out of town, my dad volunteered me to preach when I was uh, 15 years old, I believe. And so that was when my first sermon was preached. Very interesting story. A storm came up, knocked the lights out, and I had one of my buddies, Jordan May, who uh shined the light for us so that I could preach. He he shined a, a flashlight over my head so that I could see my notes and preach in the dark. And uh, before I got up to preach, our uh, song leader, Jared is his name, he uh, sang Send, Send the Lights. I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> so that's what we did. And halfway through, uh, the lights came back on and uh, one of our elders said, hey, you want to start over so we can record that? And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> So I was nervous, but got through it. That was my first sermon. 
I was I preached on the ten virgins. So I actually got my first preaching job in my hometown church there at the the Beacon Church of Christ in West Monroe, Louisiana. I preached there for three and a half years before I decided to uh, branch out and move over here to Oklahoma, become an Okie. How did this come about? Well, I got my biology degree in uh, Louisiana Tech, and I wanted to be a doctor. I actually did go to medical school for a few months in South Carolina, Spartanburg area, but I realized pretty quickly that I did not want to be a doctor. So I came back home, and radical change of life. Circumstances of life changed radically, and really didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. I was supposed to be a doctor in the Air Force through uh, ROTC that I had done in college, and when I left medical school, I didn't know if the Air Force was going to retain me and just let me be an, an officer in some other career field, or if they were going to let me go. Well, it turned out they let me go. Well, in the meantime, before I was before I got that word, I, I decided I would be a preacher's assistant at the church there. I did that for a few months and really decided that I liked that, and hey, I might could be a preacher one day. Well, I eventually got the call from the Air Force that uh, they were going to let me go, and so that happened, and I ended up taking a, a job with a friend of mine and his fundraising company, uh, making cookie dough for the, the fundraisers that the kids sell in schools, and worked there for almost a year, and I appreciate that. It was a good job, uh, but at the same time, I, I wanted something more fulfilling, and so Ended up leaving that, and uh, I was approached by a member at the church in West Monroe. They said, hey, uh, would you like to be the preacher? We were without a preacher at the time, and I said, yeah, I think I would. So I uh, approached the, the men there and the elders, and long story short, they gave me six months, and I was able to uh, be an interim preacher at that point, try it out, make sure I liked it, and I fell in love with it, loved preaching. So after my six-month period, I went to the Memphis School of Preaching in 2000. 15, and two years later, 2017, I graduated and came back to the Beacon Church of Christ in West Monroe and preached there for about three years uh, before moving here to Oklahoma in August of last year. So that's how I became uh, a preacher. Question number four, tell me about your experience at preaching school. So again, I went to Memphis School of Preaching for two years from 2015 to 2017. And I absolutely loved it. Some of the best years of my life. I got to dedicate 40 to 50 hours or so a week, full time, to studying God's Word. And uh, we actually were supposed to do about 60 hours a week, but uh, I did probably 40 to 50. Um, and what that is, it's, it's 30 hours of instruction in class. And for every hour in class, you're supposed to spend another hour in studying. There are some students who did that, but most of us, uh, it wasn't quite uh, as much as we should have. Yeah, we have to admit that. But I did do about 40 to 50 hours a week, which is a lot of time studying God's Word nonetheless. So uh, outside of the, the biblical academics of it and the wonderful instructors that we had there and, and all the solid scriptural sound teaching that we got, also the relationships that I made in preaching school alone were worth going to preaching school. I still uh, maintain quite a few of those relationships. Got some really good friends that I still uh, talk to from time to time. One of those is is uh, Brother Caleb Rutherford, who's on our Scattered Abroad Network and 
he and uh, Michael Clark and invited me to be a part of this, and I'm so glad that they did. But uh, we we just made wonderful friends there, both me and my wife, uh, Lindsay. We get to see our friends occasionally at places like Polishing the Pulpit, and I really look forward to, to seeing those friends from preaching school. We would play lots of sports together. I remember playing football, basketball, baseball, uh, soccer, and uh, going to movies together, uh, going out to eat. Even went on a couple of vacations with uh, some wonderful friends from preaching school. So the relationships absolutely were uh, so wonderful that we uh, made at preaching school. We also got to go on campaign trips together, door knocking, uh, gospel meetings in various towns across America. I went to uh, Anna, Illinois, Highlandville, Missouri, and uh, also had a campaign in my hometown in West Monroe, Louisiana. We also got to preach alongside one another in those gospel meetings at the campaigns, and we got to preach alongside one another in little small country churches that us preachers would go to on Sundays and, and preach occasionally. And that was a wonderful experience as well. Uh, Caleb and I, and also another brother, uh, Avery Hackney, we got to preach at the Antioch Church of Christ in uh, Halls, Tennessee. Love those brethren there dearly for for letting us do that. We also got to go on a restoration trip in Tennessee and in Kentucky and West Virginia and Ohio. That was a wonderful trip. Really interesting seeing some of the history there. We also got to go to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter in Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, and that was really, really neat as well. Wonderful memories. I could talk about it all day long, but we're running out of time. Um, Some memories there were a little dicey at times, too, by the way. It's not all uh, just sunshine and rainbows at preaching school. Uh, The tests, the memory work, the assignments, like reports on various books and things, that could be difficult, Uh, but we got through it. A lot of information. It wasn't usually difficult to understand. It was just a lot of volume of information. So that's what made it so difficult with the memory work and the test and all the academic side of things that we we did. We also had to learn conflict resolution at preaching school. And sometimes, uh, believe it or not, uh, preaching students are not perfect people. And uh, you've got conflicts, you've got problems that come up, and we learned how to deal with those things at preaching school. Question number five, if a brother in Christ were to ask you whether or not you recommend going into preaching, what would you tell him? And I would say absolutely do it if you have the ability and more importantly, if you have the heart for it. We we do not need arrogant, know-it-all preachers in the church. We need preachers who love souls. We need preachers who want to save souls. If you've already preached, uh, maybe fill in or what have you, and people told you you did a good job, you've probably got the ability to be a preacher uh, from a sermon standpoint. But you also need to make sure that you're the type of person who doesn't have this big ego and and thinks that you're superior to the brethren. Uh, Sometimes I think that does happen with preaching. Uh, You do get a platform when you preach, and so sometimes that makes things a little bit uh, catering to people with egos. But the brethren, we don't need that. We need people who are humble, who love the brethren, who serve the brethren, and instruct the brethren in the truth. That's what we need. And so don't do it if you if you have a big ego. Make sure you maintain humility 
Make sure that you love people. If you are that person and you've thought about preaching and you say, you know what, I think I could do it, drop what you're doing and do it because it's so worth it. it. In my opinion, it's the best job in the world. Now, there is a preacher shortage in the Lord's Church. We need more faithful men to step up. There are more congregations looking for preachers than there are faithful preachers to fill those pulpits. Then there are faithful uh, preachers looking for pulpits. So there's more churches than preachers. We need more faithful, sound, gospel preachers. So, yes, be a preacher uh, if you've thought about it and, and want to do it. Number six, last question. What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about preaching, whether it be part-time, working with youth, going to a preaching school, learning online, etc.? Preaching is not for the faint of heart. It's very challenging from an academic standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, and from a spiritual standpoint. I remember my mom telling me before I went to preaching school, she said, you know the devil's going to come after you, right? Because he doesn't want you preaching the Word. And that's true. There's things that we all struggle with, and weaknesses and temptations and difficulties and wanting to quit sometimes, and I just don't think I can do this. I don't think I can preach anymore. Or maybe you're in you're in preaching school. I just don't think I can keep up with this course load. And the devil's going to be in your ear trying to get you to quit, trying to get you to uh, to sin, to to turn your back on Christ. And so you have to deal with that. And that's not any different than what any Christian has to deal with. But I think uh, certainly the devil has a target on you. You have a target on your back if you're trying to preach God's word. So it's not from for the faint of heart from that spiritual standpoint. Also, emotionally, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of highs and lows, especially if you truly care about people. People are going to let you down. Uh, people are going to say bad things about you. People are going to uh, not treat you very well sometimes as a preacher, and you've got to be able to handle that. But there's also going to be tremendous highs. People are going to treat you wonderful, too. So uh, there's two sides of that coin. Preachers are in the business of helping people. Sometimes people don't want to be helped, and we have to realize that, too. Um, sometimes you push too hard, and, and people just go the other direction, and, and we have to understand that. You will get a Jeremiah complex or an Elijah complex or both at some point if you're a preacher, probably often, to be honest, um, feeling like you just can't preach anymore like Jeremiah. But then the Word of God is in your bones like a fire, and you're weary with forbearing, and you, you just have to let it out. You, you can't contain it. That's Jeremiah for you. Uh, sometimes you're going to feel like you're the only one trying to do right. Then God's going to remind you, like He reminded Jeremiah, uh, reminded uh, Elijah, that there's seven other, seven thousand others who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So you're going to get those complexes sometimes, and the devil's going to be in your ear. He's going to try to convince you to quit being a faithful preacher, but don't do it. So that's some advice that I have for those who are thinking about being preachers. Keep the faith. Remember that souls are at stake and preach the word. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. Don't forget about us at Scattered Abroad. Check out our website. Check out our, our blogs. Check out our social media posts. And like and share our podcast as well. Uh, review us on the various review platforms also, and we would greatly appreciate that.
I hope that you'll tune in next week to the Everyday Christian Podcast. Lord willing, we'll be interviewing uh, Caleb Rutherford with these same questions for the love of preaching. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.